So a few weeks back, uh, earlier in December, I had one of the, the greatest opportunities I've had in, in a long time when it comes to just something that's just fun in life and, and uh, you know, with all the things that go on in life that are very serious, this was one of those fun distractions. And, and it was this, I, uh, many of, have I ever mentioned I'm from Minnesota? Um, if I hadn't, I, I grew up in Minnesota, I'm kidding, and, and, and that's, you know, my homeland and, and one of uh, the things that, that is a, a trademark if you grew up in Minnesota is you are a, a Vikings fan. It's just by nature uh, what you are. And, and it's kind of like this. It's very similar to being a Detroit Lions fans, uh, fan in, in this, is that how Detroit disappoints you at the end of every game, Minnesota d- disappoints you at the end of every season. Just delays the, the pain, and as was the case in point last night. But anyway, um, so growing up as a Minnesota Vikings fan, uh, I've always thought, how neat would it be to see behind the scenes of the Minnesota Vikings and where they uh, practice and perf- their performance center, and, and they build a brand new one a few years ago. And I just thought it would be neat to see. I'd never been to the new, ba- new stadium, the U.S. Bank Stadium, this incredible, incredible place, and um, had not been up there. And, and about, uh, I guess it was back in April, somebody from our congregation asked, hey, Pastor Mark, um, we're somewhat new to St. John, but we have wanted to share it with you. We have a, an amazing connection. Um, our best friend in, the, in all the world, her, her, she works for the Minnesota Vikings. She's their HR director. And I'm like, oh, how amazing. And, and they said, you know, how neat would it be? Maybe we can pull some strings and see if we can get you up there someday to see uh, behind the scenes. I, that would be absolutely amazing. And, and so it happened beginning of December, uh, got up there for the Detroit-Minnesota game, but also got a tour of the Performance Center out in Egan and then went and made our way to the game on Sunday. I want to show some of the, the experiences I had. Here's me a selfie in front of the uh, Performance Center Stadium. They have like five practice fields. Four of them are outside. Two of them are heated underneath the ground. Two of them are left with snow on it so they can simulate uh, what it would be like to play at Lambeau Field had that happened anyway. Um, in the playoffs. Um, here is inside. This is the indoor practice field. I had to take a selfie of that, of the logo on the center. I mean, I was so geeked out to be at this place. It was so, we had to go through security checkpoints, and we had to uh, have uh, an escort with us from the Vikings agency or organization to get past these checkpoints. It was awesome. I mean, the, she, uh, she couldn't meet us right away. She said, I have a meeting with the players right now, but I'll meet you in the lobby. And uh, oh, it was just so cool. I, oh, man. And, and then and then uh, I think, oh yeah, and then she took us into the press room, and this is, I'm, I subscribe to the Vikings uh, network, so I watch the press releases, and this is where all the players and the coaches, they all talk from behind, and it was, I had, this isn't quite a selfie, but I had to have that picture, right? And, oh man, I, I was pretty geeked out by that point. And then, I'm even sweating in excitement, right? And, oh, and then this is a, the, day or two later, um, Jim uh, and I went to the game, and, and here we are on the field, um, and, and we had passes to go on the field pregame, and uh, again, you're up close with the, the players as they're warming up, and, and uh, we weren't the only ones there, as you can see, but then what happened was um, they announced, all right, all those with passes, you, VIP passes, you have to get off the field now because the games are about to start, and Laura, our host, she texts us, wait where you are, I'll come get you, and, and we're waiting and waiting, and pretty soon all the crowd disappears, and here we are on the sidelines 
um, as the cheerleaders are coming out and security's coming over, like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're waiting for Laura. And they're like, who's Laura? It's like, she works for the Vikings. She's our friend. And they're like, oh, okay. And so we're standing there, and the pyrotechnics are happening, and the lights are dimming down, and all the stairways to get off the field have disappeared. And here we are against the wall, now surrounded by the cheerleaders, and we're standing, and like, wow. And, and, and then Laura says, I can't get to you. And finally, the security escorted us off the field, saying, you can't be here. And we went up a service elevator, saying, that was awesome, right? And, and, and you know, just this experience. And then, of course, there was this moment where Kirk Cousins insisted that I, I get a selfie with him as well. I'm joking, that's a cardboard cutout of Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, but... You know, what, what experience. Selfies are, are something that, you know, a lot of us, when you go somewhere, how many of you have taken a selfie before? Just curious. Um, some of you have, some of you haven't, some of you have no idea what a selfie is. Well, let me share with you, with the advent of smartphones, where you could reverse a picture, because um, there was a time, and kids, there was a time when f- cameras weren't on phones. There was, a, there was a time when there wasn't cell phones, but a, a selfie is something where you take a picture in the moment, and and the reality is, is they've become very popular. And, and people are taking more and more selfies, and it's the thing, and posting it on social media, and, and, and people are even dying over this, and people trying to get the ultimate selfie hanging over a cliff, and, and you hear stories all the time of people who have given up their life in order to get a selfie photo. Like, what's going on? And the reality is, we live in a day and age of selfies, the idea that we are focused on getting that ultimate shot of perception to the world of this is how I live, this is who I am. And, and for a lot of people, when they take a selfie, they take five pictures and they usually choose one of those five to get the best shot where the light is looking just right and the circles under our eyes aren't as, as prevalent or, or doesn't show our double chin as much or gets our hair just the right way or maybe put a filter over it so we look even better. It, it's become a way of life for us, but not just with photos. <laughs> a lot of us live that way. We live in a constant, ongoing reality check of trying to promote selfie to the world trying to get ahead in our career, and and we start to value our life based on how successful we are, what kind of car we drive, how big our house is, how big our paycheck, or our 401k. Maybe we start to value how important we are based on how others perceive us, whether it is our looks, how we dress, or or, or maybe it's this, how well our kids are turning out. Maybe we, we evaluate ourselves based in that. Or maybe we start to evaluate ourselves based on how, uh, how approved our, our parents are of how we've turned out so far. There's a lot of different ways we can use to drive us and get us out of bed in the morning, but when we're driving based on others' perceptions of us, it's exhausting. Let's think about that. What motivates us? And even at home or in different circumstances, a good litmus test for me is always if I, if I go the extra effort to do something, whether it's empty the dishwasher or, or whether it's clean up the living room or, or, or fix the bed or do stuff around the house. And, and, and a good litmus test for me is if I do those things and then I get upset if nobody notices. That's a good litmus test of what my motivation really was. And I think a lot of times we live for the approval of others and how exhausting that can be. 
How's your selfie image these days? Are you living for yourself? Are you living in the sight of others trying to perceive or give a perception that everything is going well and yet inside maybe it's not? What's interesting to me is God's word has something to say about this. This selfie way of life actually is nothing new. But what God is actually encouraging us to do is to die to selfie. It's counterintuitive. It's countercultural. It's, it's a way of living where we actually die to selfie. And here's what I mean by that. Let's open God's word together. In our, where we read this in, in Romans. In Romans 6 verse 6. Paul says it this way. For we know that our old selfie, I mean our old self, was crucified with him. So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. So already God's pointing out something through his word as Paul is inspired here. He's saying, you know, if we're living for self and the reality is self Focus is, is focused on our flesh and being focused on our flesh in this fallen, broken, messed up world is being focused on sinful reality. Anything that's focused on me and focused on trying to win the approvals of others based on a focus on ourselves is going to fall short here. And Paul's saying, but we've been, there's a new reality here. It's being put to death in that selfie and being raised again to new life in Christ. He, he goes on, what shall we say? Romans 6 earlier, he says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. For we are those who have died to sin. And how can we live in it, in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Do you see the new reality playing out here? The dying to selfie involves realizing our calling that when Jesus calls us by name as a treasured child of God through the washing of the water and the word, when God said in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and our sins washed away in our baptism, that God has given us a new reality. We were buried with Christ in our baptism and as he has risen from the dead, so we rise again to a new life. Dying to selfie and living for Jesus. I think a lot of times we forget that new reality. But yet God brings us back in this new year to realizing how that can reinform how we live. That our reality is not based in trying to get the perfect selfie in order to promote ourselves, but rather in the face of the reality of this world and, and when attention comes our way, rather than feeding off of it and longing for it and wanting it, that God would teach us to realize that all the attention we've ever longed for is found in Him, in a God who gave us His, his life, dying in our place on a cross taking care of that guilt and the shame that often drives us to try and fill the emptiness. And yet God comes and fills us with his spirit. And he says, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You've died to selfie. Now live for God. Because it's God who has called us by name as his own. I love the, the witness that sometimes shows up in the people of God's lives. And, and one example 
uh, that I've noticed lately is, I mentioned Kirk Cousins that I took that selfie with, right? No, I'm kidding, the cardboard cutout. But the real Kirk Cousins, graduate of Michigan State who grew up in Michigan, out in Holland, uh, quite a young man of faith. And uh, here's a, a guy who several years ago for the Minnesota Vikings was given an $84 million contract to throw a football. I mean, it's crazy, right? And like, how's that happen, right? And at the same time, you would think, as often can happen when, when you rise to something of that greatness in the, in the media's eye or, or in sports, uh, it can often go to your head and you often hear that happen where it's all about me, all about me, and, and getting more and having more. And what's been amazing just to watch as a fan is how humble this guy is. And, and how God has been working in his life. You maybe notice there was a, a, an interview with him if you watched the game a week ago when uh, they defeated the, the New Orleans Saints, which some people were uh, chastising me, um, how can you pray against saints? And uh, um, we did receive some prayer requests for the Vikings last weekend that we did not actually pray publicly for them. Some of you maybe did, but I'll tell you what was, I'm joking, it's, it's sports. It's really not that important. It really isn't. But... What was amazing, at the end of this game, as Kirk Cousins, they would always criticize him in the media for not being able to win a big game. A mediocre quarterback that's never able to really clinch the deal and win the big game and hear this big game in the playoffs. And, and they were interviewing him, asking him, now how does it feel to get that off your shoulders? You finally won a big game. And I loved his response. He said, well, actually for me, it's not about that. He says, win or lose, what defines me isn't how well I perform on a field. What defines me is that the fact that the Lord is still on his throne, that's what defines me, that ultimately my relationship with the Lord. I, I found this amazing. There's a video on, online, too, where he shares his, his testimony, and he's been very vocal about his faith through the years. And, and here's what he says about what drives him, what his life is all about. He says, I want to see lives change for the kingdom. And I want to see as many people as possible come to know the hope of the gospel and to come to know Jesus as Lord of their life. That's what I want my life to be about. You know what's great about that? It's not about, look how great I am. Look how wonderful I am. Look how important and valuable I am. I make $84 million. I mean, come on. It's not what he's about. And neither are you. What defines us is our relationship with Jesus. As we die to selfie and find life in Christ and that when given opportunities, as God comes and makes his way in our life and as people notice, we deflect and we say, it's not about me. It's about the one who has loved me and died for me and lives for me. That is my life today. As I die to selfie and I live for Christ, I can think of no better way to celebrate life in Christ on this baptismal remembrance and celebration weekend than finding that in Christ again. Renewal and that calling that he's given you as a treasured child of God. May we live for him in his name. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us every day to die to selfie. That our focus in life would not be in trying to find our way and get the approval of others to try and fill an emptiness in us. But rather, may we be renewed today in the fullness of what you bring as our identity is in you. 
as the old Adam in us, that fleshly selfie has been drowned out in our baptism. And as we rise again to new life through faith in you, so strengthen that faith and strengthen our witness in this world to shine that light and reflect that light of that new reality to our family, to our friends, to our neighborhood, our community, our workplaces, wherever our life goes. So lead us, and may we point to you, Jesus, in all that we are, dying to selfie, but living for you. It's in Jesus' name we praise you. Amen.